welcome to Music for the Unmusical, where we discuss all things music for music lovers and those who don't know anything about music. I'm your host, Sav. This week, we will dive into the classical era of classical music. The classical era happened in the years about 1750 to about 1830 and was after the Baroque era, which we discussed a few weeks ago, and it was before the Romantic era. Many famous composers that almost everyone has heard of wrote music during this time period, some of which are Beethoven, Mozart, Haydn, which is spelled H-A-Y-D-N, and Franz Schubert, who we talked about in a previous episode. Something that made this era of music very different than the one before it is that a lot of the music had very singable and recognizable melodies that when you pull the composers up on YouTube, you will not only recognize the melody, but you will also be able to follow along with it and the chord progressions or the flow of the chords was very clear and easy to follow as well. That and the standardization of a lot of things also helped this era of music pave the way for the ones that followed, but also made it distinct from the ones that came before it. During this time, instruments were being changed and were evolving to be easier and better to play, and this caused instruments to be added to orchestras and the orchestras to grow in size, so they resemble mostly what they do today. And because of this, A lot of composers were writing a lot of symphonies and solo concertos, which are one solo instrument who shows off their talents and abilities as a performer with an orchestra accompanying them. And that is exactly what composers of the time wanted to highlight, uh, was these instruments and their performers' newish capabilities. Many were written during this period for a wide variety of instruments. Another type of ensemble that became popular during this time was the string quartet, which is two violins, a viola, and a cello. Haydn wrote many, many great string quartets that I highly recommend checking out. As I noted earlier, instruments were kind of being played around with to see what their best form could be, and one instrument was the harpsichord, which looks like a piano, but the strings are plucked instead of hit. And then, at the beginning of the 1700s, Bartolomeu Cristofori decided to change up the harpsichord and made it to where the strings were hit with leather or felt-covered hammers, giving it the sound that we think of today as the piano, or as it was originally called, the pianoforte. The name pianoforte came from the Italian words pianoforte, which means soft and loud, and they refer to the fact that the piano can do both, whereas the harpsichord couldn't. It played generally at the same level. 
and this uh, changing of the harpsichord into the piano made it super desirable to uh, composers and it really gained popularity during the classical era. Another type of music that gained popularity during the classical era was divertimentos, serenades, and nocturnes, which are all for small groups of musicians, which are called chamber groups. And a form of music that was popularized was the sonata form. It's a way that a piece of music flows. It has three main parts. The exposition, which is typically the introduction of the melody and main ideas. Then the development, which further develops these melodies or ideas. And then lastly, ending with the recapitulation, which is a fancy word for a recap of what happened in the piece. These parts of music will be very hard to identify if you haven't studied classical music, but a lot of symphonies use the sonata form in their first movements, so if you'd like to give it a try identifying these parts, then pick a symphony and listen to it and see if you can do it. As for vocalists, the music that was created and became popular at this time was the comic opera, which is just that, a funny opera. A composer who you probably haven't heard of if you haven't studied classical music is Gioacchino Rossini. He wrote 39 operas, most of which were comic operas, as well as a few other pieces, which is incredible. One opera that I am sure you've heard of is The Barber of Seville, which is one of the most performed and quoted operas. In fact, there's a Bugs Bunny episode called The Rabbit of Seville, which is based on it. A lot of things became standardized during this time. Instruments, symphony sections of instruments, numbers of instruments, the sonata form, even the tuning of instruments became standardized. And then lastly, the symphony itself became standardized with four movements. The first movement is in sonata form with a quick tempo. The second movement being a slow movement, the third movement being lively and dance-like, and then the fourth movement is usually super energetic and grand. Obviously, not every composer has stuck to that standard, but most do and did at that time. In fact, all of the standardizing of a lot of things really set up a great foundation for the Romantic era that came after which we'll discuss in a later episode. Some pieces that I recommend that really embody what the classical era of classical music is is Mozart's Ein Klein Nachtmusik and his Divertimento in D major. Sometimes the classical era can be a bit ignored for being boring because it, it, it can be very prim and proper with everything in its particular place and they have simple chord progressions. But Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 9 is a great example of a piece of music from this time period that 
isn't boring at all. It was written in D minor, which gives it a sad or haunting feeling, and it even incorporates a choir to keep it interesting. Spotify is also a great tool for listening to music, especially classical music. They have many great playlists of specific composers or eras of music to listen to and discover new music. Thanks for listening, and make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram. This is Music for the Unmusical.